check, check, mic check. show presented by MFAB is live. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. 702-586-PAUL. We'll talk some Supercross. Round 15 this weekend in uh, Foxborough outside of Boston. Brand new venue. Well, it was there back in the day, back in the 80s, but new venue, Patriots Field there. Um, should be interested to see how it goes. It's an outdoor stadium. It's in the Northeast, so weather's looking okay. So that's good. That's a good thing. Probably be a bit chilly. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. We're going to give away a uh, Fly Racing Freestone mountain bike helmet today. So all you people who mountain bike ride, we've got a helmet for you, and it's a bitchin' helmet. It's my helmet of choice when uh, when I mountain bike, uh, which is not enough these days. But uh, it's a great helmet. I love it. So please uh, call in 702-586-7857 and see if you can win. you got a question about Supercross, let us know. Uh, Jason Thomas will be on. The great Tim Ferry will be on also. And uh, we're trying to track down Jake Weimer, uh, who did press day today in um, in Foxborough, to track and see how the conditions are. I'm not sure if we're going to get him on, but we're sure as hell going to try like crazy. Uh, Fly Racing, uh, original stretch fabric racewear. Fly Racing's third generation light hydrogen line continues to lead the way in lightweight minimalist racewear design. This stuff's gnarly light. It's crazy when you pick it up. You're like, really? People don't understand how much logos weigh and buckles and and knee fabric and or fabric that's in the knee and everything else but uh this stuff is great the result of this uh the, this design and r&d is the lightest most flexible and breathable gear on the market size 34 pant weighs in only 24 ounces for more information about fly racing light hydrogen gear visit flyracing.com like i said they got mountain bike stuff as well and it's been gro- going well for them and fab Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, uh, they've got it. Uh, light mounting solutions to bumpers to uh, steps. Big part of the NFAB JGR team, of course, with Barsha and Pike. It's not going that well, but um, it will outdoors, I think. And uh, the Ampro NFAB Yamaha team of Randy Hawkins, the off-road guys at GNCC dudes. NFAB's the title sponsor of theirs. So NFAB's putting their money where their mouths are and supporting the sport. So if you have a Jeep, truck, or SUV, please... Uh, go to n-fab.com. You can email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and we can try to get you a bit of a deal with those folks if you something that you like. And, uh, yeah, so uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there. Um, he is the uh, maestro of the microphone. Just legendary. I like that, maestro of the microphone. Yeah, I just made it up. Um, uh, first of all, Freestone Mountain Bike Helmet. You Also the helmet of your choice, Fly Racing. It's my only helmet of choice. Do you have the new one? 
Or do you have last year's? I have actually had a number of versions of it, and I okay. have the most recent one. The okay. solid black. I have black. not done that. Yeah, I've not got the most recent one. Was there anything new with that? Or They, they changed um, the Conehead technology, mm-hmm. you know, the little mm-hmm. adjuster on the back. They made it more reliable, uh, fits a little a better, and they changed the fit of it. It's I've got a huge head, Yeah. Uh, so this actually fits me a lot better than before. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe I should upgrade myself. Maybe you should. Uh, the great Tim Ferry on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, oh, it's oh be good. yeah. His, his knowledge and wisdom will just be shining through. Oh, man. It'll be overflowing. Uh, so we're going to uh, – oh, by the way, your guy Ryan Dungey needs three points this weekend to clinch a fourth 450 Supercross title. I like my odds. I do, too. I do, too. What about outdoors? Are you worried about outdoors? Or do you think this thing's going to go as easy – you know, as it did last year, outdoors. After the third uh, round or uh, fourth round or before the third round? Because Tomac was, was demolishing everyone, then he crashed No, out. yeah, That's I just meant in general. In general? I, I'm general. I don't think it's going to be as easy as last year, but I do like my odds of uh, taking yeah. another championship. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, at this point, I'm looking forward. Uh, I have my one eye towards outdoors, and I'm with you. I think he's going to win it. He is the favorite to defend it. Yes. But it ain't going to come as easy, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Tomac, Roxon, maybe Barsha. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kennard if he stays Maybe Kennard will all be up there. So uh, let's get our, our first guest on the line, Jason Thomas from flyracing.com. Uh, 250 East Series is still running. Three races left, of course, for those guys. Mookie's got a one-point lead on Aaron Plessinger, and uh, J-Mart is 16 back of the Star Racing guys. So who do you think is going to win? Think, think Mookie can hold it on? I don't know. Tracks are going to get a bit sketchy the last couple, in the next couple weeks. we got uh, Boston this weekend and New York next weekend. Outdoor stadiums, weather unpredictable. No matter what, I think the dirt will be soft and ruddy. And we've seen Plessinger just rule of that kind of stuff. So maybe the advantage should go to the 23 right now. Should be interesting. Um, and I think j not out of this thing either. I really don't. He's 16 back. It's gonna be. It's not going to be easy. But I don't think he's out of this thing either, despite what he kind of thinks. 450 class, uh, new edition this week, uh, BTO Sports KTM. Benny Blos is on uh, Davey Millsap's bike for this weekend in the 450 class. And uh, if Millsap's... Doesn't uh, come back uh, after this, then uh, Blos is going to keep riding the uh, the bike. But he's guaranteed one week, maybe more. So, all right, 702-586-7857. we got a few lines open here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's get right into our, our first guest. He is uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's going on? How's things at Fly Racing? Uh, I would say we're, yeah, killing it. Somewhere between killing it and having a really good day. We are... Uh, we are giving away a uh, Fly Racing Freestyle mountain bike helmet. And I forgot, you? Tits and I were discussing this. I don't have the latest one, so perhaps I need to get one. Well, I, you you know, I listen thought, carefully during the show. <laughs> to, you know, ask a really good question, uh-huh. maybe we'll get you one. Um, I didn't realize there was some uh, differences from last year's to this year, so I did not know that. Um, yeah, we're always trying to uh, right. innovate. You know, I don't want to say innovate and elevate uh, because you know, <laughs> someone already does that, but we're, we're trying to do our own thing. Um, R.I.P. Prince today. Yeah, that's a bummer. David sure. Bowie. Um, yeah. Wasn't there somebody else a little while ago? Threat of the day is that Stu's going to win this weekend in Prince's honor. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think that it, maybe I will put Stu on all of my fantasy teams in Prince's honor. What could go, what else could go wrong for Stu than Prince dying? Like seriously. Well, I think there's probably lots of things that could go wrong as far as the grand scheme of. No, that's the biggest. That's the biggest. 
it's the worst thing that could happen in Stu's life is that Prince dies. Yeah, he's got a wow. He, he honors him in his Instagram videos, old statements like that. So, um, what about Stu? Is he racing this weekend? Uh, you would know better than me. You're bros with him. Uh, it's not going well. It's terrible. Just terrible. I haven't really talked to him since the last time he landed on me. He needs to stop and come back at Hangtown. I don't know why the team slash James is making him go out there each and every week. I don't know you're, why. I know now. you're a big fan of this. You know, you just trot dudes out there even though they're beat up and dilapidated. Just keep rolling them out there. They ha- he has a busted ankle. Yeah. Like I heard that I heard that uh is he basically Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses right now cuz I heard that they he they have to roll Axel Rose out at times if he's Yeah, not, he's got a broken know. leg and he's got a chair that he sits in now. Yeah, is 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 James Axel Rose right now? He might be. He might be. Yeah. Elusive, quiet things going on where you don't really know if he's going to show up or not. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, um, I would say that Blake Bag does not slash. Can you imagine like Okay, we are we're on the inside of this thing, so we don't have, we don't, we're there each and every week. We've been it's our lives, literally. We've been doing it all our lives, so we're jaded guys. But there are dudes that follow the sport that they probably don't listen to anything pulp because it's kind of inside. They probably just read Racer X, Trans World, whatever. Um, they follow it week to week, like maybe like say I do NASCAR, although I'm not a fan of NASCAR, but maybe like me the NHL or whatever. Like I don't know, like I just follow it from afar and there's mm-hmm. fans that are huge james stewart fans they're, they're he's one of the winningest riders of all time um this has got to be just every week like say say you don't even really watch the races or you watch some every week you score the results you just must be just going what is going on with my favorite rider like there's people that are like that jt we don't realize that but there are and this is i these fans are just being treated to just one thing after another well that sounds like me Exactly me, last Saturday night, discussing my fantasy team. That was me, screaming about how James Stewart is not doing anything and what the hell is going on over there. Man, if you're a fan of his, it's tough. Like this is, this, I'm trying to co- equate this to like a, like a sports star, um, a recent sports star or something. This would be just maybe like McGuire, his last few years, he was broken up. He was on the disabled list all the time. He would come off it, hit four homers, in three days and then go back on with a shoulder strain or Achilles tendon strain from all the PEDs he was pumping in. Um, I think it was A-Rod, A-Rod before last season. Maybe, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, maybe so, where you're just like, what else can go on with my guy, you yeah. know? There was the, you know, the WADA thing, a lot of parallels there, uh, other than A-Rod had a great year last year, so. Yeah, he did, kinda yeah. Broke yeah but, I mean, maybe that's James' 2014 because he was kind of like, eh, and then he had a good year. Like he won five well, Maybe races. it's his 2017. Maybe, maybe. Oh, yeah. A Rod sitting out a year. Um, He's ten years younger than A Rod, so not I impossible. I, I've said this. I said this on Monday. I don't know how he ever wins again. Seriously, I hope he does. I'm a fan. I don't know how he ever works hard enough to get back onto that tip of that spear that Dunge, Roxon, and Jason Anderson and these dudes are on week in and week out. Um, you know the grind, staying healthy. I don't know how he ever does that again. I, I don't know, we're, man. Hold on. Weren't you the one that were calling uh, myself and others idiots for saying that James would not win a race this season? But didn't that just happen a few months ago? Uh, before January, I said that, but I also said, barring injury. I said, if, if he stays healthy for 17, he's going to win. I said that, and, and he has not done that. So 
Um, he was actually out at the very first one, very first race. So it doesn't really apply. I just said if he makes it through 17, he's going to win a race. All right. But, I mean, do you agree with me? Like, it's hard to see him winning again. Uh, I, I am of the opinion that he will have to make a fundamental life change from the way he's going about things right now. He will have to go back to the effort level that James Stewart used to have, you know, and I know he doesn't want to do the Alden Baker program. He's been vocal to a point, you know, to an extent about that. He doesn't think that that, that much work and that effort level is, is sustainable, but he's got to find a happy medium versus what he's doing now. Because what he's doing now is obviously not working, you know, in his in his but, physical okay. condition and yeah. his riding condition. It's just not going to make it happen the way he's going about it right now. I agree with you, but do you think he's he will make a fundamental difference and come back and do all that? Well, you know what? That's I don't. I would say no. Do I think so? No. Yeah, but I mean, can it happen? But, of course, of course. But but he could. You know that that is just a. The only person that could truly answer that is him because it's not like anything is out of his control. It's not like, well, I just can't get a good bike anymore or I can't get the opportunity I used to be able to get. I'm too old now. The only person that could dictate that is him. He just would have to decide to do it. And that's, I mean, that decision can be made every single day. You know, it's not something where it's like, ah, you know, that decision, that ship has sailed. Yeah. If he decided tomorrow, like, you know what, I'm sick of, I'm sick of getting beat. You know, I'm James Stewart. Like, I, I, I'm not sure if you guys I'm, remember who I'm, I am. I'm Rick James. I'm about to show you. I'm you know? Rick James, bitch. Well, no, and, and he has all oh. the tools, but until he decides that he wants to do it, it you know, it's almost like yeah. someone who has an addiction problem. Until they decide they want to make a change, it's never going to yeah. happen. It's so much work at the top, as you know, with Dunge and Anderson. And, and, yeah. and even, like, one injury sets you back. These guys keep moving forward. Yep. It's hard to get back, and, and it is so much work that – He's 28, 29, something like that. I just, yeah, I don't know, man. 29, yeah. Yeah. You know, at the, the, the level that these guys are at now uh, is a commitment level that only a few guys ever had. You know, Ricky, uh, you know, basically if you look back through Alden's program, he always had the guys that were putting in the most work, I felt. Uh, but there are multiple guys putting in that level of commitment. You know, even guys like Tomac and these guys. I mean, yes, Tomac's not doing well. But if you don't think he's putting in just incredible amounts of work to try to be up there with those guys, you're, yeah. you're deluding yourself. Yeah. Uh, it should be interesting to see. As, as always, James Stewart keeps us uh, talking and guessing and and everything else. So um, it should be interesting. Hey, I wrote a column for MX Vice uh, uh, about Jason Anderson and his passes and talked a little bit about um, some of the things that have happened and gone on. And basically the, 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 just, the gist of the column was um, – there's only two guys who can really who are really fast enough to do anything about Anderson right now, and they're not going to do anything with Rox, being Roxon and Dungey because he has been great and he has been moving forward. Um, on his passes, though, like I don't think I'm not a fan of the Brayton pass that I saw this weekend at all, and I thought some of the stuff he did last year was ridiculous. But but earlier this year, the Barsha passes, the the two Sealy passes. I thought we're fine. We're just aggressive racing. The Brayton Pass in San Diego, eh, not so much. I think that was a little, mm-hmm. that was a little greasy. Um, there, but but like Vince Freeze, like we all run against Vince Freeze, and every pass we make we, that Vince makes, everyone gets on him. 
um, which I, I don't feel is fair. Like, I feel like sometimes Vince is just making a block, a block pass, but because of past history, people get on him. He's been pretty queen lately, though. Yeah, no, he has. Um, I'll give credit where it's due. I mean, I, we've had our differences, but I, I try to be obje- as objective as I can when it comes to it. I think he, well, he's on probation, so he's probably like, oh, my God, I can't do anything. Which, so. that's hey, that's yeah, the yeah. idea of probation. Right. I mean, that's um, what it's made for. But uh, do you think Anderson's a bit of a victim of that? A little bit of some of it overreaction from other riders in the pits and media and things like that? I don't be only because he's made his own bed. You know, if I don't think you can overreact to a situation that you keep compounding, you know, it's not like he served a jail sentence and he's like, I served my time. You know, I have a clean slate now. No, you don't. You haven't done anything. You haven't been penalized. You haven't gotten in trouble. You haven't been taken out. No one's punched you in the head like Weston, you know, like why, you know, why would people be piling on? The only reason people would pile on is, is that you're continuing to do it. If if you have a clean race, no one says anything, you know. So I don't, I don't think that. I think when you give people a reason to talk about it, yes, maybe they're watching you cl- more closely. But if you're not doing anything wrong, there's nothing to watch more closely. You know, they're just watching mm-hmm. you go around and get third again. So do you feel like I wrote in my column like it, it's going to be tough for Brayton to to try to get him, quote unquote, to try to even I the don't, score? I don't because Brayton's one of the best starters in the sport, and if you if you go back and look through the lap charts. Anderson's passed Brayton almost every week, so there's ample opportunity. I I feel throughout the night. Yeah, you know, he, he's not gonna do nothing. Uh, I, mean, I I would disagree. I I've only seen Justin Brayton mad twice in my life, and one of those times was last weekend. So, like, you I, think he would sacrifice maybe his own race, even like to to, to go no, in hard no. where there's a where there's a good percentage chance that he ends up at the ground. It, I think it, it's situational. You know, if they're third and fourth again, he's not going to risk a podium uh, to I do agree. something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, but I, I do think sometime sooner than later, and it may not be this weekend, but sooner than later, it's coming. I, I firmly believe that a heat race, a semi, the main event. Uh, if, if he even antagonizes him a little bit in practice, it's on. I'm just telling you, it's, it's on. Uh, because he's, you know, he's one of those guys, and, and everyone knows people like this that. They are not brash guys. They're not aggressive guys. They're the quiet ones, and and you push them to a point when they finally get pissed off, and then it's just you know the gloves are off, and it's you know every everything they have is coming at you. So I think he's just pushed Brayton to that point to where you know he took it and took it and took it and watched other people take it, and you know it's yeah. he's had enough. Yeah, no, it should be interesting to see what happens. I mean, if, for example, have you ever seen Justin Brayton go after anybody after a race? I never have. No, it's pretty. Pretty rare, yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of my head for sure. Yeah. So it's just way out of character. So, you, so that just tells you how frustrated and angry he had to be think, to get there. Don't you think Roger or the FIM tell Forrest, tell Bobby Hewitt, hey, we're all bearing this, Jason. You're on probation. Nobody touch him. Like code red. Nobody gives the code red. I I don't think so. I okay. know that KTM has a code <clears throat> that they are code held red. to. Uh, no. Uh, as far as how they're supposed to race with their fellow yeah. Husky KTM teammates. Yeah. And uh, that would be the only thing I, I could see Justin being like, oh, you know, I, I need a deal right now. I don't want to piss off Roger. Right. Um, but at the same time, man, emotions fly during those races. And, you know, you can you can cool down all week. And if he just runs it in a little bit on you or even a perceived slight mm-hmm. on the track, you're right back to, you know, level 10 again in a heartbeat. Some of Anderson's... Uh, chip on his shoulder. I like that. We still, we talked about Bogle moving on over for Dungey a few weeks ago, and it was pretty 
bad. I mean, okay, look, Dungy's going to beat Bogle. He's on another level. But, geez, Bogle really gave it to him and just kind of said, all right, here you go, Ryan. Uh, straight up past me. So I like some of Anderson's uh, stuff, aggressiveness. I, I, you know? But, you, but, but then you, again, like you'd like to see it on Dungeon Roxon. Or at least yeah, I, I I attribute the Bogle thing to basically like, hey, there's no way I can beat Dungy, so my most efficient move here is to move over and go with him. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I attribute. Yeah, that yeah. To. I mean, he's not—he's going to hold him off for it was early in the race. It's not like he's yeah, gonna... he just knows at this point in his career, at this point of the season, and he's you know self-aware enough to know that his best move and for a best finish is to get the hell out of the way and try to follow him. Yeah, that's that's the way I right, see that going. Right. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Dave, you're first up. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling the just, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Yeah, man. Just started listening a couple weeks ago. I love it. Oh, awesome! Uh, Thank you. It's a good medium. But anyway, uh, in the spirit of the conversation you guys were just having, um, don't you kind of feel like Anderson? He's he's riding like he's hungry, right? I mean, everybody wants to win, but it just seems like he's kind of, like, salivating. Like, he wants it so bad that he's not afraid to bump balls here. Yeah. anybody off. No, there is some of that, but there also is a bit of an etiquette. You know, like, the move on Brayton, he kind of jumped to the inside and just forced Brayton way off the track when he probably could have turned, you know, sooner. Yeah. He, like, got inside of Brayton, which he got inside of Brayton, which was cool. You got the pass done, but then he just kept going to the outside, you know? So... Yeah, he, he he pushed him. Uh, he pushed him out pretty good. Yeah, so I, I get it. No, but I like some of that, Dave. I think some of yeah, that is you good. Know, I mean, you know, because it, it kind of seems like that Justin Barsha also has that kind of uh, that hunger too. When you see him race, it's it's a little desperation. It's a little hunger. But it, it just seems like it's it's more intense. Like they wanted a little bit more. Would I be correct in um, that? Or? I don't know about wanting a bit more than other guys, but you're right. Although lately, Barsha hasn't been doing that at all. But um, right. yeah, no, there's a little bit of wild child side to that stuff, you know, for sure. Um, it's not all yeah, bad. It's, it's not cool a bad thing, see, yeah. but not at the expense of taking somebody out. For sure. yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. So, anything else? And uh, but my original um, what I called was: Do people run reckless clutches in a supercross circuit more than we're led to believe? Mm, I don't know. I've tried to get the answer to this a few times. They're definitely used probably more than you would think. Um, they've got the yeah, model. Every now and again, you see somebody go down and, you know, <laughs> they pick it up. They're not on the clutch. and They just buzz away. Well, actually, yeah. You know, I wrote about some of that a while ago. Um, but teams have, especially with EFI, the bikes just keep going now. And they right. they turn up the idle really high so they don't stall. And the guys are pretty quick on their on their clutch. And there's compression that is making the motor turn over. Like, there's been some guys that I swore had a recluse. And then I've watched right. I've watched the clutch being changed, and it's not a recluse. So wow. these teams have the bikes set up down pretty good, where the bikes don't stall necessarily. Um, but there are some dudes that are that are um, running recluse, you know, that probably don't advertise it. And there's a few guys that advertise it that are run recluse. Their new stuff right. is pretty good. Uh, JT, what do you know about any of these dudes doing that? Yeah, and I know you've been on the hunt to try to get some real answers out of this thing, but I think there are people using them. I just don't know if they're the full auto, you know, type recluse or whatever the, the proper term there is. Uh, you know, I know Jimmy Albertson was sponsored by them for a long time, and, and they were trying lots of things. Uh, Robbie Renard, back in the day, used one as well. 
Um, but I, I don't have much experience with them. I've ridden a couple of two strokes that had them installed that were not my bikes, but I, I've never really used one in a race setting. So, uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to to try, but, um, I just haven't used one enough to know the benefits or drawbacks to to really speak on it intelligently. They have a new one out that I forget the name, torque drive and, Right, it's a bunch of plates, uh, and it's a it's a change, completely different inner basket. And apparently, from the teams I talked to and riders, it really works. So, yeah, I got my eyes on it. I might get one for my bike. And yeah. uh, my last question is: Does Dungey win the uh, the air fork system, or is it? Uh, no, he does not. It, no, only short, no, right? short and Millsaps. I don't know if Millsaps ever got him on. Actually, do you know JT if Millsaps ever ended up getting the air forks on? Or I think he did. Yeah, uh, I think he did. Yeah, Millsaps. Yeah, Millsaps chose, uh, and he was the first rider in KTM's uh, basically lineup to choose to run air over. You know, he was he was one of the ones that had the choice. Um, Justin, I think, was forced to run spring, and Andrew was kind of not forced, but uh, he was really develop it, yeah. strongly advised yeah. to run air. And Davey had a choice, and he chose air. Yeah, but Dunge, right, cool. Dunge still on the spring stuff. So, all right, thanks, yeah. Dave. Hey guys, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, uh, let's get right to a guy who was uh, who was at Press Day today in Foxborough. Uh, Mike Sweeney, what's up, Mike? How are you? Hello, Stephen. Thanks for coming on. Um, Press Day today, you were there. How's how's the dirt looking? You know, it's weird. I almost think it might be the same dirt they used down at the Meadowlands. Really? Um, <laughs> it, you know that really weird, like grayish colored dirt they had last year? Yeah, yeah I saw that. that. It looks like that same stuff. It's it's almost like, you know, the stuff they make DMX tracks out of, like that. It's almost like a cinder-based dirt. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, it's like, but it's also mixed. It's about 60 or 70% that gray stuff. Right. And then the rest is this kind of like a light brown, you know, like a sandy clay base, mm-hmm. like a Nardone type of dirt. Um, it looks like, like a, the stuff they, did it, did it like up they used good? for baseball infields. Did it look like it rutted up pretty good? They weren't riding. They were still building it up. Oh, okay. Looked, All right. It looked like they were a little behind schedule, to tell you the truth. They had a lot of equipment down there. I uh, Yeah, I texted uh, uh, Weimer to see if we can get him on, but um, um, I haven't heard back from him yet. So he's I think they're riding. riding as we speak right now. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Um, does it look like a big track? Because on the track map, it looks like it has an extra lane that we normally don't see. Yeah, it does. The floor at uh, Foxborough is pretty good size. Yep. Um, you know, they, they play soccer in there, too. They have an MLS team. Uh, and there's plenty of room for the soccer field. So, yeah, it does look bigger than your average football stadium track. Uh, I think it's going to be long. I think it's going to be in the low 50s for track time. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, how's the weather looking? It's looking good, man. It's like 80 degrees today, sunny, super warm. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, I didn't it's even... that day that we all wait for in New England, that first warm day. That you <laughs> I didn't get, think you know? it it would be anywhere near 80. I was thinking no, we didn't either, high like... 66 on Saturday. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah. I would say. We got 80 against tomorrow and cloudy. And then yeah. down in the low 60s. But that's still, like, really good for this time of year. Here. Yeah, so oh, I'll take it. That's a pretty warm day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'll take it for sure. It should be interesting to see, uh, Sweeney. Did you, are you shooting for me? Did you get a pass? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm good right. to go. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the update, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem. I just right. check in. Thanks, Mike. Yep. See ya. Uh, yeah, should be interesting to see. It does look like a big track. I don't know if you look at the track map, JT, for this weekend. I but uh, Yeah, it looks like there's, like, a little... Like, basically, like an extra lane, you know? Um, so, I don't know if the place is bigger or whatever, like Mike said. So, um, BTO Sports KTM, Benny Blos this weekend is in. Is he a main event rider in the 450 class? 
I would have to say so. You know, anything can happen. You know, it's racing. Uh, you get in this tough, tough semi, and then you screw up the LCQ, you're out. But yeah. uh, in a vacuum, yes, he's better than guys that have been consistently, well, I don't say consistently, but regularly qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would say yes, he would definitely be in. And do you think Millsaps really comes back in New York? I know Forrest has been like a, yeah, 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 he's good, he's good, he's good. But it didn't sound great last week talking to Davey. Do you think for but Davey does make it make it back for the two races? Like if you had a if you had to make it back in two races, pie. If if I had to if I had to guess, I would say Vegas, not New York. Okay, and that's so my guess. Probably Bloss will keep riding the bike if unless he things go terrible. I would think. He, yeah, he'd be, I would bet he races the next two, and then Davey comes back and rides his bike at for, Vegas. Right. That, that would be my guess. Yeah. I think Vegas is a good place for Davey. Good dirt for him. Not a, he doesn't have to fly all the way across the country, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fly, I'm not looking forward to the flights more, by the way. Either of these. Well, next two I just weeks. think it's uh, no, it's uh, another element that Davey could be like. Yeah, I just think I'll wait another week. <laughs> Five hour flight. Let me just wait one more week. Well, and it gives them another week to prepare too. You know, you go out and I, I think those guys are very close to having their deal done. And so there's not a ton of pressure with that end, but I think it would be awesome if he could go out and have a good result at Vegas. You mean those guys uh, meaning the team and Davey? Yes, okay, Davey and yeah, VTO yeah. team, right. yes. yes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Want, just figure it out. Now, uh, I talked a little bit about Canada, and I, I tweeted about it. It looks like he's going to Canada, unless there's some things going on. Unless Short has an issue with his recovery from a, from a concussion, and Brayton will be there. Um, it looks like Davey's going to go. Like, the Canadian KTM people I talk to are very confident. I think they're a little more confident than they should be, but um, it looks like it. Yeah, I, I would. I would caution anybody from being overly confident if you're predicting what Davey's going to decide to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I do think there's a very good possibility and good chance that he goes, but yeah. uh, we're yeah. still two months away from the first race, right? Um, no, a month. Oh, a month. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it was June. For, it used to start think, in June. I think it's the last weekend in May, so we're maybe okay. five okay. weeks. Yeah, Yeah. so we we still have plenty of time for things to change, but I'm all for it. I think it would be awesome to see him up there. Be interesting, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, whatever. Give more excitement to the series. Talking about yeah. Bogle here, uh, in my notes, I just have Bogle question mark, which means I want to propose it to you. Fourth this weekend, great job by him. Started off a little slow. He got hurt. I uh, didn't tell anybody about it, I guess, for a while, but... Overall, I mean, look, it's three races left, so things can change. But how is Justin Bogle's rookie Supercross season gone? Has it gone good enough for him to get uh, a support shot at another on another factory team? I think this past week was. Uh, before that, I was a little iffy. I didn't think he really did anything to jump off the page. You know, his sixth in Santa Clara was pretty strong, but this weekend he actually moved forward. That was uh, that was a really impressive ride. Uh, so if he can put some more of those together, I think he makes a very strong case for himself to land that, that second spot at a place like RCH mm-hmm. uh, because they really don't have anything locked in as far as I know for right now. Um, so there are some open spots, and, and he could make himself at the forefront of that being a young guy and kind of you know on the yeah. rise. Would you hire Bogle over Jake Weimer and, um, and Brock Tickle? Uh I gotta yeah, think. I tough. gotta think the salaries are about the same for all. Yeah, of I, I would know? agree. The money's probably the same, but it just depends on how it plays out. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be anyone in a rush to sign either any of those three. Mm-hmm. So why make a decision now? That's how I would approach it. I would 
I would wait and make the most educated decision I can as the, the year continues on. Yeah, and also, too, as it gets later and later in the outdoors, maybe one of those dudes lowers their price, too, you know, and just well, yeah, and undercut. People, people yeah. you know, they separate, and, and yeah. you know, injuries happen, unfortunately, and there's, there's lots of factors. Um, also, something to think about, though, too, is that uh, Bogle represented by Jimmy Button, WMG, Hart, Kerry Hart's WMG guy. There's a lot of tie-ins there. I, I firmly believe that has something to do with it, you know. Um, so down the line, who knows? They could have an edge on Bogle uh, because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, anything could happen at this point. It's really, really early. It's when, you're, when you're talking about guys that are the number two guy on a team, which it's not a slight at them. That's just reality. Yeah. Uh, it's really early to be worried about their deal. Um, does Chad does Chad get a podium before the end of the year? Do we see him back on top? I, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to yeah. win. So I would love to say yes, but he's he's going to have to he's going to have to have a stronger weekend than he's been having. Um, I thought at Santa Clara he rode really well. He just didn't quite have what Anderson had, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that he was just a ton off. It was just that little bit. So he's going to have to be on that level where he's somewhere in the five, six range in practice. Uh, and then he just is, his confidence builds all night long uh, because the weekends where he's qualifying 12th, it just seems like it snowballs downhill from there. And mm-hmm. he just never finds the rhythm to be in that, you know, well, top three, four conversation. We've talked about it before. Uh, qualifying 12th, 13th, bad gate pick, bad start, go to semi or get the fourth pick in the yep. heat and, and or the eighth pick in the main and it goes on from there you know um i i can't see maybe canard but i just i just see dunge rocks and anderson in these next three races i really do yeah it's tough to get away from those guys but you know uh guys crash and things happen but man those those three are definitely the best three week in and week out i'll tell you who i picked to be on the podium this weekend was canard uh, just the way he's been riding, he's going to have to put it together. And I don't think he will win when I say put it together. Yeah. I just think he's going to get a good start. And I, I think he can beat Anderson straight up if he gets up there with him. I really believe that. It's amazing he doesn't have a podium this year. It's, yeah, I just it's, he's riding really. I mean, he came from dead last. Well, he was ahead of Tomac yeah, ahead, to yeah. fifth place. You know, And uh, the way he's riding and the aggression level he's showing, all he needs is just to to not blow it on the start. Just don't blow it. You don't have to hole shot. Just don't completely ruin your race in the first lap, and I think he'll be right there. We've talked about Tomac being so good in the ruts and the loose start and everything else, and uh, so I might go with him in, in, in for a podium at least in these next two, but I don't know anymore. I think I've given up. I just I don't know what's going on. I think he's given. I don't know if he's given up, but I think he's waiting for outdoors. It's. I just haven't seen. I haven't seen the same. And I think Tomac and Kennard's stories are very similar right now. Bad starts, inconsistent riding, crashes, yada, yada. I, but I haven't seen the intensity out of Tomac in the races that I have from Kennard. Uh, I, I just like the way Trey is responding in the main events as far as moving forward versus Eli. Eli just had so many rounds where he just looks like he's riding around out there. And I know, I know he's not doing yeah. that. I know he's trying. But right. that's what it looks like from the outside. And Trey still looks like he's moving forward. Just he's just having you know Trey issues, right. crashes, and bad starts. So. Speaking of um, preseason talks and everything else, you know, early on I was saying, I don't know about Tomac, and you told me, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, and at this point it's pretty clear that I expected much better than him by now. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I take full full blame for that one because man, it has not panned out. How I'm sure everyone involved kind of thought it was going to go 
I spoke to someone over there a few weeks ago, and I said, uh, how's Monster with this? And they said, not good. Not <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> well, it's a lot of money, man. There's a lot of money and a lot of expectation. And when you are going up against Roxon and, and Dungey, who are Red Bull guys, and they're top two every weekend, and then you have a Rockstar guy in third, uh, wow. you know, the title sponsor of the series is head guy is not performing that that has to go badly at some point if he keeps not underperforming they're gonna make him do those gps <laughs> they're gonna say we don't care about any injuries quote unquote you're doing charlotte and glenn helen bro <laughs> so yeah and, and if you want a little race within a race type stuff uh tomac and chad are in a pretty heavy battle for points in like fifth and sixth and uh, that's for basically the top monster guy so these little races within a race that yeah. I know you're big on. I know you're hammering on Tickle and Weimer and those well, guys. Well, do you think – I don't think either of those guys have a top five series ending bonus, but, yeah, maybe. No, no, this, yeah, but yeah. This, is a, this is a thing. I know firsthand this is yeah. a thing uh, well, that right because, now those two are battling for it. Because Chad will bring up to Monster, oh, by the way, I beat all your guys. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, it's a yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I beat Barsha. I beat Tomac. I, yep. beat, I beat all your Monster Energy uh, riders and worked well, them. Well, so. and – and because he wouldn't do that other than he had such a hard time putting his deal together this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these people are like, well, we got this guy and we got this guy. Do we really need you at this high price, you know? Yeah. And he he was arguing, well, I'm going to beat those guys. And they were kind of like, well, no, you're not. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, and Chad being Chad, he'll be like, uh, yeah, I did. Right. Um, all right, let's get uh, Dell on the line. Dell, what's going on? How are you? Good. How's it going, guys? Good. What's your question? Uh, I've uh, been kind of, you know, Rolling around, see, we're jumping around like Fox Sports and Fox Sports One. Mm-hmm. My question is: is you know, I feel it hurts the sport. We have Fox Sports Two. Every once in a while, we have a couple races that go there, and really, there's only one or two TV uh, networks that even have Fox Fox Sports Two available. I mean, who who would make the decision, and, and why would we go somewhere where you know three quarters of the uh, the people watching can't wow. even watch the race? We're a pretty small sport, Dell. We're not that important to these networks, you know. Um, I get FS2 on uh, Dish Network, um, but uh, yeah, I get it. You know, it's just not that big of a sport, man. It gets bumped for UFC, it gets bumped for NASCAR, um, you know, whatever. So yeah, just a bummer. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But we're just, dude. We draw a point three rating, which is three hundred thousand homes. If we're lucky. I don't think we're lucky. We draw point three, and that's laughable in the grand scheme of TV ratings. I'm sorry. I love the sport. I do you and JT, but that's where we're at. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like you know, maybe maybe if they put it on a channel that more people got, you know, because even Fox Sports One, it's it's not a basic channel anymore. You got to pay extra to have it. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. It's tough. Uh, do you uh, do you want to fly racing mountain bike helmet for your uh, for your sorrows? Oh, you bet you, man. Absolutely. You got a mountain bike and everything? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Every, All right. every day, right? Ride the mountain bike. Oh, training. Wait till you see this helmet. It's the it's the best helmet out there. Stay on hold, Dell. Awesome. Uh, tits, tits will get your info. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, live from the track, Jake Weimer. What's up, man? Weimer. Oh, Weimer was there, JT, I swear. Tits, put, put Dell right. on hold. Call Jake back or something. He, he he hung up. I wanted to get a uh, a press day um, uh, report from uh, from Jake. Two fifty call drop, just like your sticker. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe it was <laughs> part of a master plan, right? Um, 
We're going to have Red Dog on here shortly to uh, talk about Trey Kennard, uh, Mel Ross, and, uh, and Marty. So that should be interesting. See, right. see what yeah, he says. Um, what, what, what do you think Red's claiming for Mel Ross this weekend? Is he in 450s? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I don't know. I'm oh, yeah. sure Red will know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 250 class picking up uh, three races left. I don't think – I am I mean, obviously I picked Mookie before the year, and he looks great, but uh, I don't think J-Mart's out of this thing. No, I don't, I don't either. I don't. I, like, I, I, don't. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Yep. I, I, keep... I, I think the toughest thing for J-Mart is that he's got two guys that are, that are 15 and 16 ahead of him. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge because you need help from both yeah. guys. Right. Uh, but anything goes in this series. I, I, every single week you could have said, well, he's out and he's in, and yeah. then you'd be wrong the next weekend. So. All right, we got Weimer back on. Weimer, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, not too shabby. Just um, just leaving the stadium now. Got done with press. Cleaned Jim- up my boots. Uh-huh. I have like 20 pairs of boots on the truck, so uh-huh. I cleaned all them up. Nice. Leaving now. Um, yeah. um, Jimmy John subs, $1 today. I saw that. I'm going to bounce on that. <laughs> I bet. Um, hey, so we just want to quickly get a report um, uh, from Foxborough. New stadium. What's your thoughts on the stadium, the dirt, the track? How is it? Um, initial thoughts, I think it's awesome. Um, like, everything surrounding the stadium is, like, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, the new – a spot we go to in Glendale where there's yeah, like yeah. all those restaurants right. and there's shopping and like so the stadium's really nice, big, lots of shopping and food and all that around. Um I think the track is good. About um some long well, one long rhythm lane, couple little smaller rhythms. Uh looks like there's gonna be a big set of whoops. Oh nice. Uh, I think the track looks like it's gonna be pretty like I, I think we'll be in the 50 seconds. I don't think we'll be in 40s. Okay. Um, it's hard to tell. You know, yeah, of course. You can't ride the whole thing. But I'm thinking it's going to be longer. Ruts? Um, going to get ruddy? Dry to, it was dry today, really dry. Mm-hmm. But I think the dirt's really good. Um, you know, where there was some moisture, it was really good. And I think it'll get a little bit ruddy, but it seems like it's a little bit looser dirt. Okay. Not like real you know, clay, it's, I think it's a little looser. Yeah, you I think it's good. I think it'll be good. You didn't ride in New York last year. Um, no. But we had a no. guy, Mike, called in earlier, Mike Sweeney, he said it reminds him of New York dirt a lot. So, Yeah, the only time I ever rode New York was in 14, and I think it was it was muddy. Yeah. So, um, so big whoops. We think where there's big whoops. I think, yeah, I mean, yep. it's always a little bit, you know, you look at them and, I mean, they look pretty big. It's sometimes different when we ride, but they're they're pretty big and steep. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Did you did you win press day today? Were you the fastest guy? Do you think? Or uh, I felt like I probably maybe battled for a podium. I think. I feel <laughs> nice, nice, nice. JT doing press day uh, is uh, it's not the fun thing that everybody thinks it is. Like you go a couple lanes and. I've done a ton of them as a mechanic, too. You're just kind of sitting there, and you're doing the same obstacle for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's it's all right. You know, it's cool to get on your race bike and get on the track and get all the, everything ironed out so you're ready to roll Saturday morning. Yeah. But going in early on, you know, Wednesday is not <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, not great. Well, it all depends, right? I mean, sometimes we do a, a double, triple, 
a 180 turn and a triple, and that's it. Yeah. And then sometimes, like today, I mean, is it worth flying in on Wednesday and, you know, making yeah. pretty much throwing everything you do out the week out the window, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, you yeah. fly out. You have Monday, Tuesday at home. So do you- I don't know if it's for sure worth it, but at least today it was good because we rode. We didn't do the whoops. There's two sets of whoops, yep. and we didn't do the finish line, and that's pretty much some turns. When you, when, but I think did, we did all the runs. Would you stuff. ride Monday, Tuesday this week because you're leaving early, or do you just ride one of those days? I rode both. Okay. Monday, Tuesday. Would you yeah. normally ride Monday, Tuesday, or was it an altered schedule because of your press? Well, normally, normally I would do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, oh, okay. Riding base. But, I mean, it all, it all depends. I mean, you've got nagging injuries or what, you know, whatever, then right. things change. Like, there was a handful of weeks there that I was just doing, like, Tuesday, Thursday. But it just all depends. Right. Well, cool, man. Thanks for the report. Live from Foxborough. I like it. It's good for our listeners. Live from Foxborough. Yeah, appreciate it. It's like, a, like Jake Weimer. Like, uh, the we- like, you're, like the, you're like the weather guy. <laughs> Seems further from the airport than what I was expecting. But. It's it's further from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, I didn't realize it was so far. JT, are you staying by the stadium? Uh, uh about ten minutes. Oh, like I go. I, I'm by the airport. I got forty five minutes in the morning or whatever. Yeah, but you'd probably be better off, especially where we'll be done early on Saturday. Yeah. Um, because then that way. You'll be back by the airport, you know, for your flight Sunday morning. True, true. All right, Jake. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for taking it. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, fellas. All see right, you guys see you. this weekend. All right. Uh, we're coming up with, with Tim Ferry. Uh, and there we go, JT, live from Foxborough, Jake Weimer. So. There he All was. Right, give me a prediction. Give me your top three in each class this weekend, JT, before we let you go. Uh, Dungy, Rocks, and Kennard. Okay. 450. Yep. 250. I will go Stew. Little Stew. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Plessinger, Martin. Yeah, maybe it doesn't sound as ruddy and as crappy as we thought that might favor Plessinger, right? So, yeah. yeah. The good thing about picking Martin is I can take, I can, that doubles up. So I'll get either Davos or Jeremy Martin. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just exactly. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. All right. All right see so, you. Red, uh, we're all super stoked on all the jumps that you say he jumped in his okay. career. We're all, all right. pumped on that. Okay. I'll tell him that. All right. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Jason Thomas, everybody, flyracing.com and n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA, and uh, also uh, Fly Racing. Check them out, the latest, greatest uh, stuff from Fly, including uh, much more than motorcycle gear. So uh, we'll get uh, we'll get to our next guest here on the on the show. He is the first flyracing.com paid athlete wearing the helmet back in 02, the great Timmy Ferry. What's up, Red? Uh, not much, man. Just... Uh... Oh, I guess you guys called me up. I have no idea what this call is about. This is uh, we're t- we're talking some super costs. Um, you first of all, it was uh, it was it was a one, I think. Uh, okay. Fly helmet though. Yeah, first fly athlete to be paid, Tim Ferry. <laughs> and now look at the company. Look at what you did. Yep. Big company. When they first came to you, you were probably like, "What fly?" I honestly no, I was my agent uh, Fred back in and at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm like fly. He's like, yeah, they got a helmet. They got this. They got that. They're Western Power Sports or whatever, and I'm like, 
I'm like, who? Because <laughs> exactly. everybody knows at that time knew Tucker Rocky or Parks Unlimited or whatever, yeah, and, right. and now they're one of the you know one of the dude actually yeah at the top probably. So I take I, I claim you as helping their company reach the top. So um, mm-hmm. we were uh, bench racing this morning on our group text, and I, I made a mention that you Tim Ferry were always the first guy to jump massive quads and things like that, and no one believed me. So yeah. Not. That was always for sure. <laughs> um, hey, you're working with uh, Hayden Melross uh, a little this year. Is he racing 450s this weekend? Because I believe he's entered, but I know he had that crash in Santa Clara. So, no, no, he's not going to race any any 450s. He's actually going to race. Uh, he's actually going to get start getting ready here soon um, to do the outdoors. But I don't think the plan right now is to start until it comes back East Coast. Okay. Um, in the fifty-one fifty, they don't they don't have an outdoor right. um, program, so um, it's a supercross only. And he knew that going in. So is um, he? Yeah, is he going to do his own thing for outdoors? Or does he have something else lined up? Perhaps. I honestly, I don't think he knows exactly. I know fifty-one fifty wanted to help support him because um, he did you know did fairly well yeah. in supercross, and, yeah. and I know they want him back on the team again next year. So. I don't know to what extent it, it's going to be. Um, he kind of handles all that stuff. So I'm just I'm glad he's alive after Santa Clara crash. <laughs> Man, yeah, everybody. He, I told him I said, "Hey, at least you got famous off that crash." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, right? Um, oh. Hey, uh, you're also working with uh, Trey Kennard, and uh, he's been a source of a lot of talk on my shows and, and myself and JT and Wygant and going back and forth. It's unbelievable he doesn't have a podium this year. He's been close. He rode great in uh, St. Louis. But, man, it's just been starts, and if it's not starts, it's a crash, and, and just one thing after another for Trey. Yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been a really, really tough year. Um, you know, and I, I think that's the downside of it. I think the upside of it is that he's still racing right now, and he's healthy. So, yep. um, so I'd rather look at the positive. Yeah, we, you know, I think he won – did he win four races last year? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, three. Ah, he, he, but it's like he won last year at least one race, mm-hmm. and uh, so his results definitely aren't there right now. Uh, but the competition's man, the competition's tough right now. Yep. Uh, Anderson stepped it up this year. Um, Roxon's back and healthy, so I don't think podiums and wins are coming quite as easy as they were in the past. So yeah, I had another guy, another team, tell me like Cole Seeley won two races last year, I think. And he really wasn't – he was close to winning Anaheim 1, but other than that, he wasn't. And I had a team tell me, yeah, look at Sealy. I mean, the field is just – nobody's that hurt this year. Um, we, yeah. You know, Will Hahn's out and Dean Wilson's out. But basically, it's pretty remarkable the amount of – Trey missed a couple of races, but or at least one. But, um, you know, this guy was telling me, like, yeah, like, last year, maybe we thought Tomac and Sealy were a bit better than they really were. Yeah, you know, and I, I – I, I forgot about Celia. Yeah, you're right. He won uh, at least one or two races last year. Yeah, I think year. he won two, yeah. And, uh, and Chad won a race. He hasn't won a race yet this year. Um, Musquin's in the class now. He's pretty solid. He moved up from the lights class. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a, it's a more of a, a more stacked year. Um, and Trey's been a little bit off of his game, I would say, you know, and I think he'd probably admit the same. So mm-hmm. um, do you think it's. Yeah, Celia, do you think they say the same thing, too? Do you think it's possible that Trey, and again, injuries have been, uh, you know, a bit of a story with him. Do you think it's possible that Trey, you know, took a little off his fastball to try to make all the races? 
You know what I mean? Like, is there a li- is there any sort of a change mentality from a guy like that to be like, man, I I got it. He's in contract here too, as we all know. So, is there a little bit of that or no? You know, I don't know if it's like a like a like a conscious thing. You know, I, we've had you know quite a few conversations, um, you know, about making good choices, trying to stay healthy, things like that. I think it just kind of comes with age. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that as you too. Get older right? and yep. I, I think you're seeing that with Chad right now. Chad's been to my house and watching ride, and he can row, row with Trey and been over to his place and mm-hmm. and I watch Chad ride. And I'm going, uh, I don't know how he could not run a main event right now. Um, but you know, when you get to the races, it's uh, the young kids are they're, they're hanging it out, and yep. Um, as you get a little older, you just take a little less risk each year. You try to calculate a little better. So sure. So I think it's more of probably some subconscious than anything with Trey. Um, what do you make of Anderson and his controversial passes all year? Seeley, Barsha, a couple times on Brayton. Last year he had a thing going with Baggett. Uh, and you're a bit of an old school dude, so I'm thinking you're thinking that all everything's fine. Have you seen him cross the line? And what do you think of sort of, you know, him leaving some dudes angry? You know, I haven't. Um, I don't follow his every move on the track. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Um, you know, like to say, I, I'm, I'm watching Trey a lot more, obviously, but um, I have seen some video clips and some and some stuff. But honestly, I don't. To me, I, I know I saw the one with Brayton last week. I didn't think that was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with Seeley, I didn't think was bad. Um, I haven't seen any blatant takeouts. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I would tend to say he just rides aggressive, and and you know he like he's he's one of the young guys, and he comes in and he doesn't uh, he doesn't think oh should I do this he just does it yeah and uh, but I, I haven't seen anything that I would say I would even call him a dirty rider at this point. Have you seen anything like on Ferry on McGrath in Phoenix? Has anything been that bad? No, my, yeah, much uh, <laughs> much worse. Um, <laughs> so. Hey, hold on, hold on one second, Steve. Oh, okay. We're just, we're just live on the air, but that's fine. We'll hold. Timmy Fair. Okay. Yeah, so, who's it? Who's it? I got to get Paw Patrol straight here, man. Okay. You got to what? I got to get Paw Patrol straight for my little one. <laughs> um, I, 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 I like Anderson's uh, riding personally. I don't have an issue with it. So. Right. Okay. Um, um, you, you touched on Chad a little bit, and um, um, so I did want to ask you about him. Obviously, uh, Villeman and I talk quite a bit. He writes a column on Pulp for me, and, and uh, he always loves Chad, like, you know, obviously former teammate and everything. <laughs> What do you make of his year? What do you make of his year? Early on, like ran second, pressured Dunge, but it's a long, uh, it's a long season. So, what do you think? Um, you know, I kind of I would expect it to win by now, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of uh, that's me kind of like, you know, saying that I think he can do he could do he could results it could be a little better for him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think physically, I mean, yeah, he's a little bit older, but he's he's not been banged up too bad. So um, I don't think that's a, too much of a hindrance. So I I think right now, I think he's uh, he's still in a transition year year two. You know, going from his own team, and um, he always come into the year excited. And uh, but that, but you know, also too, you you leave the season, you know, wanting to leave on a high note. So mm-hmm. I expect some good races coming from him. Yeah, I think he's having a bit of a clutch issues on his bike lately too, and he's trying to figure yeah. it out. And 
And you know what, Chad, the more he told me like, ah, I didn't do much testing, but it was awesome. I'm so happy, but I don't necessarily buy that. He likes to test, wow. test, test, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he's been coming over once a week and riding our place. We've been going over there. So, uh-huh. um, like I said, he's been, he's been, he's been flying in practice. Um, he told me the other day, he said, oh, I might go play golf. Uh, <laughs> I've been taking this stuff just maybe a little too serious lately. So, yeah, yeah. um, so he's definitely been putting the homework in. Right. And, uh, so I did hear some clutch issues, uh, him yeah. taking stuff on whatever on media somewhere. The other person said nothing to me, but, yeah. um, I think that, uh, I think the three rounds, he, he could definitely be back on the podium. Who knows? Maybe a win. Right. Uh, Kenny Roxon been riding your place a little yeah. bit, not lately. Um, how he's a super nice guy. Obviously, looking for a place to ride, riding at the different places here and there. What was he like when he came out to your place? Yeah, he was cool. He, uh, you know, he helps it take care of and maintain a track that uh, up in up in Claremont, and uh, he lets us come ride up there some, and uh, and vice versa. So. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got a little network of, of guys that kind of, you know, share, share tracks and which I think is, it's always a benefit when your riders can get with uh, a guy like Roxon or Chad, you know, they can yeah. always learn something. So um, help, help elevate the game a little bit. So he's been super cool. He's a nice kid. I don't think anybody's ever can say much bad about that guy. No, so. no, not really. Um, right. When you, yeah, but he's solid. when you watch him ride, What's his best strength, do you think? Where do you think he really excels at? Um, you know, I think he's really, really good at um, picking the track apart. Like, when it's really, like, say, bumpy or the jumps are really steep, things okay. like that. Like, he's got, like, a European style um, that I think is is kind of benefiting him a little bit right now. Um, when I watch... Uh, when I watch him ride, it it makes me think that of all the younger, there's a bunch of young kids coming out of Europe that are really, really good, mm-hmm. and uh, their tracks are super rough that they train on, and uh, we've seen that in motocross nations, you know, yeah. as of recently. So, yep. um, it's, there's something to that whole thing of how they how they're doing their training and stuff over there. So. Yeah, we um, we can learn a little bit about that. We were talking about this on one of my shows the other day. These guys now groom tracks, watered uh, riding facilities. Um, it's a nice thing that they can do, but it not doesn't necessarily help them when they go to Europe and they go, "Oh my God, this track's so rough." You know, like they, yeah, it, 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 it's definitely a challenge. I mean, even when I went to do the motocross nations in England, the track wasn't super super rough, but the way that they prep it and they water it and they water on top of the hard and there's on the first few laps, there's puddles in the ruts. And, yeah. um, and if that kind of happens here, man, everybody just bitches and complains. So, <laughs> you would fire, um, you would fire your practice by guy. If that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. You come in to stow in your goggles or, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but with that said too, I mean, Dungey's winning the championship right now. Um, he rides on, you know, a really nicely groomed track that, uh, Everybody's seen a lot of Baker stuff, so um, so I don't think that's the, the determining factor. But right. um, I think Roxon's just really light on the bike, and I think that kind of comes from his uh, experience. Oh, I've seen some videos of uh, Hurlings, and mm-hmm. uh, I've never seen them in, in person, but I'm, right. I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a fan because I grew up in the sand, um, so I'm definitely a fan of uh, of watching that guy ride too. Um. 
Don't you feel this hasn't been brought up too much, but Dungey skipped the Designations last year. He's had some rough races there. You, you've been three times, twice as a winner. Um, don't, don't you feel like Dungey has to go this year? Like he got married last year and he had an, an off, a short off season, and I get all that. But dude, he's got to go back. He can't skip it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, I didn't really. Who knows what the real reason is? Um, I, I just have to believe that I, I wouldn't think Dungey, as good as he is, would back down because he was afraid to get beat. Um, no, I think he just he didn't have enough. He got married. He was busy. Like, I, I get it, you know. But, dude, he can't duck it. He's got to go. No, I mean, I, for me, well, as a kid, the motocross of nations was um, just a, like thinking about being on the team and being one of those guys was, was such a big deal. I can't ever think about turning it down, so. My mentality is maybe a little different, but um, I think I think he'll go this year. Um, I, I hope so. Obviously, yep. he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think too with their with their training and stuff. I think he has to take some time off. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Alden. So I think that maybe that could Alden play a hates, factor too. Alden hates anything other than twenty nine races for his program. Well, hey, dude, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot to be to be expected to be number one. You, mm-hmm. know, you can only be number one is so much, you know, you only got so much fight in a year and in a life and your body and um, mm-hmm. take that little gap, you know, so you got to be number one all the way through the outdoors and supercross. And then all of a sudden you got to take two, three, two, three, four weeks off and be number one again. Yeah. Um, it makes it really hard to be on all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's, that's my take. Marty Davalos. How's everything going there on the Marty? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> bandwagon there the band, are you on the bandwagon i'm team marty i'm on the bandwagon yeah hashtag yeah. marty nation marty nation okay so uh it's been, a, it's been a little up and down lately but uh <laughs> it has I mean, been started the season strong and obviously we know the toronto thing yep um so he's happy um he's happy with his with his bike and his team and the way he's riding and went down Went down last week in the first turn. So caught, yeah, caught back up, then went, on. then cartwheeled again. So that, yeah, yeah, I got going, cartwheeled again, and um, the, the lights class has been kind of crazy on the East Coast. Got so many different winners. It has been, yeah, it's been nuts. None of, it seems like none of these guys really want it or something, or they just keep falling apart. <laughs> so, um, all right, Red Dog, I we'll, think. Oh, go ahead. I said, I think maybe they want it too much. Yeah, yeah, maybe um, that's it. That catches them and gets them in a bad position sometimes. That's the light. That's the lights class for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as experienced, so. Well, you, like you in '97, just taking it easy, taking the podiums all the way to a title. You know. Well, I'd already been in the class since '92, so I already knew the <laughs> knew the deal. And you know why I didn't? I I probably could have won one, but after da- John Dowd broke his wrist, uh huh, I'm like, why am I going to take a bunch of chances? Mm-hmm. So, worked out. Michael was willing to take all of them at the time. So I was like, nope. <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. I'm in. Thank you. Right, see ya. Bye. Great Tim Ferry, everybody. Oh, that was good tits. Come on, admit it. I was enthralled. <laughs> I bet you were. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAP. Only uh, two more of these left. And then we go to the outdoors. We're having them for the outdoors, though, people. So, thanks to Jason Thomas. Thanks to Jake Weimer. Thanks to Red Dog. Thanks for your calls. There's a few we didn't get to, but hey, what are you going to do? Tits, see you next week.
Thanks, everybody. We's out.